Hello everyone, I'm Bianca Burton and this is Sportify. If you want to become a Sportify fan today, head on over to Instagram, podcast underscore Sportify, all lowercase. And please subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. I hope you enjoy my content. If you're new here, welcome. This is Sportify, podcast of champions. Let's get started. If you're a fellow baseball fan, please go listen to Base Basics. It's on all platforms. They talk about weekly baseball updates as well as past baseball history. They also make future predictions, all of that jazz. It's very good. I've listened to it myself. So please, again, go listen. Base Basics on all platforms. I have a few announcements. I'm going to be going solo today. You will not hear Connor on the recording. He is not here. It is just me. And would you guys rather be called the Golden Gophers or the Buffaloes? Usually I say, hello, my Golden Gophers. Reason why, if you go back and listen to our previous episodes, which I encourage you to do, I discovered that Minnesota has their mascot, of the Golden Gophers, and I loved that and thought that was hilarious. And so I started calling my listeners that. By the way, disclaimer, I am not affiliated with any college except for UNT. But I looked at all of the teams that I like in every league and everything sports-related, and I found out I have a lot of Buffalo teams. I think I just like Buffaloes for some reason. So... Which one would you rather be called? I'm going to send out a poll once this is done. So we'll find out and you'll hear next time. So I want to go into our sports spot. What I'm going to do with this sports spot, because the world of sports moves so quickly and about 10 things happen each day, and I don't get to this podcast that often. When I do, I try to do a cumulative thing. But I'm going to do a two-day recap. So it's going to be sports spot for two days. Does that make sense? (laughs) So, we're going to start off with the NHL, which is, for those of you who don't know, the National Hockey League. So, we've got the San Jose Sharks are approved for home games starting February 13th. Now, I know in football, as of recent, a lot of people have been going to games, and it's becoming more and more relaxed toward that, but other places still don't have any fans. Or still didn't win before we got to the uh, AFC and NFC championship. But it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think sports, I hope we get back to a place where you can sit next to each other and enjoy a game. I really don't see how we can survive without doing that. Or at least how I can survive without doing that the rest of my life. Hopefully it won't be that way. But uh, I've been watching a lot of sports cast and things like that, and everyone is six feet apart, which per guidelines for right now is appropriate, but I just, you know, you miss out on the experience, so I hope that changes. But for right now, we have to do it. So, Charlie McAvoy is ready to step up as the next great Boston Bruins defenseman. So, I am a Bruins fan, both Boston and UCLA, so that's gonna be good. Uh, 
Longtime Detroit Red Wings goalie Jimmy Howard announces his retirement after 14 seasons. That's a really long time. Alright, so that is it for the NHL in major news. And then for the NBA, let's go to that. And most of this, I'm sure you've already heard all of the news that I'm about to say, but some people may not. The Jazz, Utah Jazz, had a 10-game winning streak. And we haven't heard of the Jazz winning since about Michael Jordan's days <laughs> when they had to go against the Bulls. I, it's been a long time. If, if I recall in my life. But, um, yeah. So, it has been, on another note, it has been a year without legend Kobe Bryant. And it really doesn't feel that way. It feels like it just happened a couple months ago. And, uh, it's still hard to believe. And I have the plaque of him on my wall. And, uh, you know, I look at it, and sometimes it feels like he's still alive, and I wish he was. Very, and and his daughter too. I um, that was a very tragic day, and even if you didn't like, or if you don't like basketball, um, that was still a horrible day for anyone who saw that unravel. So, let's move on. Um, Kobe will always be a legend, and he changed the game of basketball as it is, and how it will be played in the future. I believe every single upcoming NBA draft um, pick will have something to say about him, because he influenced the younger generations like no other player I've seen. But Kobe and his daughter um, you know, the Mamba was the symbol, and, you know, number 24 is never going to be forgotten in, in the world of basketball, I don't think. I honestly think it's going to be an equivalent of a Walter Payton in NFL-like uh, story. So for the Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul, or they call him CP3, is frustrated with his team. Now, he just got there. <laughs> like, he actually just got there this year. And he's saying, they're not playing well enough, and stuff like that. I think he needs to calm down. Calm down, or shut up and retire, is what I want to say. Like when Stephen A. Smith said, uh, Kyrie Irving should retire. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Do I agree with him on that? No. Um, and Kyrie came out and said he. The reason why Stephen A. Smith said that is because Kyrie missed a couple games, or more than a couple. And um, Kyrie came out and said, I was having personal family issues, family trouble, and I didn't. Uh, hear if Stephen A. responded to that, but I, I think Kyrie's got more years ahead of him. Now, as far as James Harden, who is gone to the Nets, I'm happy about it because the Nets are my team, <laughs> so 
you know, and I think uh, it's going to be an interesting team with Durant, Irving, and Harden. Some people have butthurt feelings about that, but, you know, we'll see what happens. And if you think, if you go back to what I was talking about, the Bulls with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, all of those people, you had more than one great player. Now, Michael Jordan was a legend. James Harden is not as good as Michael Jordan. Um, My point is, even though they have three really good players, each player is, is a specialist. Like, you know, a specialist in gymnastics or what have you. Some people say, oh, the other players won't get the ball. They're still getting paid. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not saying it's right, but they're going to have to figure it out in practice. They're adults. They can deal with it. It's okay. Um, they, At the end of the day, they still get their paycheck. So I think it's all right. It's not like when you don't get the ball, you don't get paid. It's not like that. And if they have a problem with it, they'll voice it. You know, that's that's just my opinion. Hot take. The San Antonio Spurs coach Greg Popovich got vaccinated. Good for him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that's in here in the uh, news that I'm reading. Some people are predicting that the Philadelphia 76ers and the Los Angeles Lakers are going to be in the finals. I don't know about that. I don't think the Sixers are good enough yet. Another headline. The rise of Luka Doncic happened faster than anyone expected. Uh... Did it? <laughs> I don't know. I think Dirk rose just as fast, if not a little faster. But... Yes, Luka... That is my man. So as of January 30th, the Utah Jazz have actually won 11 straight games. Their score against the Mavericks was 120 to 101. So my favorite player on the Boston Celtics, that's actually my favorite team in the NBA, Marcus Smart. He is getting an MRI on his left leg after a very bad fall, and I hope he's okay, I hope he comes back, because I really like what he does on the court with the team. I really think he is their secret weapon, if you will. The Suns won against the Mavericks to give them, to give the Mavericks their fifth straight defeat. (laughs) It's not going well. I heard one of my friends say that he thinks the Mavericks can uh, pull into the playoffs. I just... We're not there yet. We haven't been there since 2010. I was 10, and we won against the Miami Heat in the championship when Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki were playing against each other. That was one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life, and... Um, but after that, we just went downhill. Even when Dirk was there. Because they won, and Dirk was still there. Um, he retired years after that. But... I, you, you got me on that one. 
Uh, ask Mark Cuban. <laughs> Not that he has anything to do with, you know, the big picture besides owning the team. But uh, he doesn't call the plays. But it's just interesting to talk about and to think about. Um, they were in a, as I call it, Texas drought. Um, same thing is happening with the Rangers for the MLB. And it happened with the Dallas Stars. Houston Texans haven't been to the playoffs in a long time. I know you're going to say the Dallas Cowboys. I understand. <laughs> but I am a diehard fan. And to say that out loud is like ripping out my soul. <laughs> I'm in denial. Well, I'm not in denial. I know how bad we are. Now, hopefully... I know we're in the NBA segment right now, but we're almost done, so I'm going to say this. I heard that Richard Sherman and the Dallas Cowboys are in talk with each other, and they are both mutually interested. Now, if we get Richard Sherman, I will cry. (laughs) I will lay on the floor and cry tears of joy. If anyone wants to see that, call Jerry Jones and tell him to get Richard Sherman. Thank you. That's my PSA. Anyway, um, Cowboys coming back, baby. Super Bowl. (laughs) Anyway, another team that I like, the Golden State Warriors. As we know, Clay Thompson has an Achilles injury. He's been out for two years. That's weird to think. But also, the pandemic has completely obliterated time. So, like, days don't exist. Time doesn't exist. (laughs) And... He's been out for two years. Now, he is walking. He's on a, he's uh, in a boot, though. But I miss him. And then uh, tonight, Curry scores 28 points. The Warriors jump on the Pistons to win 118-91. to That is our NBA segment. We are going to go into the MLB. Okay, so the MLB. Upcoming, the 2021 Baseball Hall of Fame. That's coming up. Tommy LaStella and the San Francisco Giants are finalizing a contract. Marcus Simon and the Toronto Blue Jays reached a one-year agreement on $18 million. The New York Mets promoted their assistant GM, Zach Scott, to acting GM. Because if you remember, they fired their general manager. The Mets have had a tough time. And I love them. They're actually one of my... One of my favorite baseball teams. Hank Aaron, baseball legend, died recently. He was remembered at the funeral by many people. And that day, a lot of people, um, a lot of baseball fans and non-baseball fans just were talking about how great he was. John Lester... Now, you know that name. I know you do. And you're going, where do I know that name? He was on the Chicago Cubs in the 2016 World Series roster. He's a pitcher. Now, after we won... I say we because that's my favorite team. Like, number one. After we won the 2016 World Series, people went, where did he go? (laughs) Where's John? 
Was he a key to winning the World Series? I don't think so. I think there were other players that did much more than he did. He is ready to join the stacked Washington Nationals rotation. So, a couple weeks ago, I talked about how Kyle Schwarber, my favorite player, um... Also, by the way, I want to talk about something first. I have a thing called the Jersey Curse. Now, what does that mean, Bianca? You may ask. I'll tell you. Every single time I buy a jersey of any kind, football, baseball, basketball, anything, the player that I buy the jersey for retires <laughs> within two years of buying said jersey. Or they get traded to another team. I don't know what it is, guys. I'm serious. So, what happened? I bought a Cole Beasley jersey. That was years ago. He was traded to the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Buffalo Bills are my second favorite team. So, in hindsight, that is okay. And technically, he's still there. And I can wear my Beasley jersey no one will question me. <laughs> um, I got a Witten jersey, because he is my favorite tight end. And he left. But then he came back. But then he left again. <laughs> he uh, left to go to the Raiders. Speaking of Jason Witten, I do want to say he has signed a one-day contract with the Dallas Cowboys. So he can officially retire as a Cowboy. Now that my friends, is America's team. And that is the kind of people we raise to play. He announced his official retirement, where he's he's not coming back. And to go back to the team that you were with for your entire career, that is very special. Now, um, so he retired. I got a Kiko Alonso Bills jersey. He was traded for the Dolphins. Then I got a Sam Darnold jersey for the Jets, because I am a Jets fan. And then he got injured. (laughs) He hasn't been traded, though. And I know what y'all are thinking. Oh, Trevor Lawrence is going to the Jaguars, and um, Justin Fields will go to the the Jets, or what have you. You know, flip-flop that, whatever. You know, let's hope not. I mean, the Jets might not draft a quarterback. I don't know. They probably will. But Darnold's only been there for like three years. No, two years. Uh, You know, don't quote me on that. But anyway, I love him. And the minute I bought his jersey, he had a shoulder issue and he was out for half the season. And they uh, put Joe Flacco in as his... Let's try that again. And (laughs) they put Joe Flacco in as his replacement. Now, Joe Flacco hasn't been good since the Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl against the 49ers. (laughs) That was it. That was his peak. Yes, he peaked. I said it. Joe, get the flack out. I think they ended up releasing him. (laughs) Anyway. But yeah. So, there's that. And then, what did I do? I bought... I didn't buy a jersey, but I bought a Schwarber shirt. Because 
and it's just one of those shirts with the Cubs logo on the front and then the name and the number on the back, but it's not an official jersey. Um, because I heard he had he had signed or he was going to sign a one-year deal with the Cubs for a certain amount of money. And I was like, okay, it's his last year. I'm going to get the jersey or the shirt or whatever. And then I hear that he is going to the Nationals. Like, I kid you not, this happens within one to two weeks of me getting the jersey. Who is on? What's happening? So, in hindsight, I need to stop buying jerseys. But I, you know I won't do that. Anyway. Uh, so that was... Just, it's my jersey curse. But, back to John Lester. So I'm sure he sees Kyle Schwarber there and... There's rumors that Chris Bryant might be leaving, but that's been a rumor since, you know, 2016, after the World Series was won by the Cubs. Right-handed pitcher Cole Stewart agrees with a one-year contract for the Chicago Cubs. Well, we I think we traded you Darvish, so we need another pitcher. The Milwaukee Brewers' Sarah Goodrum, yes you heard, is the first female minor league hitting coordinator. Yes. Yes, girl. Yes. St. Louis Cardinals' Adam Wainwright agrees on a one-year deal. I don't know for how much. Philadelphia Phillies agree to a one-year $3 million deal with lefty Matt Moore. Daniel Murphy is retiring from baseball after 12 seasons. The Detroit Tigers are finalizing a one-year deal, $2 million, with Wilson Ramos. Former Los Angeles Dodgers, Jock Peterson, agrees to a one-year, $7 million deal with the Chicago Cubs. So the Cubs are making a lot of trades. The Cleveland Indians... Actually, that's not their name anymore. What are they going to call them? (laughs) I guess they're still calling them... What? <laughs> Sorry. I just looked it up. As we know, the Washington Redskins got rid of the Redskin name. Now they are just the Washington football team, and they got rid of the Indian on the side. And the Cleveland Indians got rid of the Indians from part. Now, they got rid of the logo a couple years ago, which was a red, um, red-faced Indian. Pause. They got rid of the logo a couple years ago, and that was a Indian face, and um, but more of a caricature instead of like the Chicago Blackhawks, which is like a realistic version. Um, what else? Oh yes, there's there's teams like the Atlanta Braves. Now that one doesn't have a face on it, but you know there's a lot. I don't know how many are gonna stay or go. But my point is. The Cleveland Indians still haven't changed their name. Like they said, they're going they're going to drop the Indians from the name, but they haven't given a replacement name. Therefore, all of the sports outlets are still calling them the Cleveland Indians. Just call them Cleveland. I don't know. I mean, but you call that for, like, the Browns, too. It's very complicated. Next headline. <laughs> The Oakland Athletics acquired left-handed pitcher Cole Irvin from the Philadelphia Phillies. 
The Chicago Cubs right-handed pitcher Trevor Williams agreed to a one-year deal, and the ex-MLB pitcher Scott Erickson is charged in connection to the to a hit-and-run on September 29th. So that is it for the MLB. <laughs> Ending on a kind of sour note, but there. So, what's next, people? The NFL. Tampa Bay and the Packers. Brady versus Rodgers. Who won? Brady, in case you didn't know. Uh, Rodgers said he don't he doesn't know where he's going to end up in the next few years or what he's going to do and blah blah blah. I'm not really an Aaron Rodgers fan. So there's that. I'm not really a huge Brady fan either. They're kind of just there for me. It was a good game though. I did watch it. That was exciting. Oh, let's talk about, let's actually backtrack a little bit. I did watch the Green Bay and the Rams game. That was a good game. And speaking of the Rams, this just happened today. Now, help me make sense of this. Okay, so we heard that Jared Goff, he had surgery on his thumb, I believe. So he was out for a while. And when he was playing, he wasn't playing well. I don't know if that was due to injury or due to uh, peaking. (laughs) So, and we also heard after the Lions uh, did not get playoff contention that Matthew Stafford was on his way out. Because he's, he's been there, I think, his entire career. And they were like, yeah, we're done. So, here's what happened today. You might want to sit down. Meditate. Grab some popcorn before I say this. Matthew Stafford has agreed to a deal. Well, not to a deal. To a trade with the Rams. So, therefore, he's going to be the quarterback for the Rams. Okay? You with me? And Jared Goff has agreed to a trade to the Lions. So he's going to be the Detroit Lions quarterback. What? Like, I'm, I'm so... But then again, I come from a Dallas Cowboys franchise that doesn't get rid of anyone until they hit their tenure. So, <laughs> and you see the irony that I just said. So I'm not used to this. Now, Matthew Stafford was with the Detroit Lions for his entire career, but Jared Goff has only been there a couple years. So I... I feel like it's going to be super weird seeing them in different uniforms. Like, usually sometimes you get, you see players get traded and it's fine. But those two... No, 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 no. But anyway... So, let's talk about... The Minnesota Vikings. Now, they are my third favorite team. They were horrible this year. Horrible. Honestly, this is a hot take, but the Dallas Cowboys were better than the Minnesota Vikings this year, even though they had a similar record. Reason why I say that, the playmaking was better. Reason why I say that is because if you look at the Vikings two years ago, before the pandemic, before everything, They almost made it to the playoffs. 
and fast forward to now, COVID or not, it's like they've never even played football. Now, I know the moment they traded Stefan Diggs, now he's with the Bills, and like I said, the Bills are my second favorite team, so it doesn't matter to me, but that was a really bad decision on the Vikings' part, and that hurt them way more than I think they thought it would. They think, oh, we have Thielen, and we have Dalvin Cook, and we have Kirk Cousins, and uh, we have Kyle Rudolph, and uh, we have uh, Harrison Smith, we have all these people. That doesn't matter. Like, that, that didn't matter. All the players were there, not many injuries, and they still did horrible. Horribly, excuse me. Um, so the headline involving the Minnesota Vikings is the tight end, Kyle Rudolph, who I also very much like. He says he's not pleased and will not accept a pay cut. Now, I will be damned if they are thinking about cutting pay for a certain place. Now, you just heard me say they were horrible, they suck, blah blah blah. What do you do about that? Um... I, I don't really... Usually pay cuts aren't advertised that much in football. Unless you have gotten fined or you have a pay cut because of something you did. Or uh, suspension or, you know, whatever. Um, ejection. But you, you don't really hear this in the news. Um, I just... How much would the cut be, is my question. But also, he's been playing great. So, I think if the player has been playing great... Oh yes, let's get back on track here. AFC Championship Review, and NFC Championship Review. So, like I said, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady... Tom Brady pulled ahead, as he always does. Green Bay had a chance to tie the game... I think there was like two minutes left, and Aaron Rodgers could have easily thrown a touchdown, but they decided to kick a field goal. What does that do? That gives the ball back to Mr. Brady. Um, that's a horrible idea. I'm no football coach, but I could tell you, whoever was looking at that play card was not reading it correctly. They must have been reading it upside down. What? Why would you do that? Maybe if you have like 30 seconds left. But if you have two full minutes, that is a lifetime for Tommy Salami. Then we got Roger Dodger over here. Now I know it wasn't his choice, but I just wanted to say Roger Dodger. Um, I, uh, horrible, horrible play call. There will be fires and hires out of that team. Anyway, then, sadly, as we all know, the Browns lost. But good for them for getting the playoffs after such a long time. Um, and as we all know, so sadly, the Bills lost. Good game, though. They fought hard. Um... Good for them for getting to the playoffs as well. After, I don't remember, 28 years or something? A long time. And I predict for the Super Bowl, I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to get his second. I'm not going to talk anymore about that, because that's what I believe. 
And that's it. <laughs> so, Seattle Seahawks plan to hire Los Angeles Rams' Shane Waldron as offensive coordinator. Now, I don't know why they are hiring offensive coordinators when it's their defense that's the problem. That's all I'm going to say about that. Let's talk about how the Browns surpass the Seahawks in the playoffs. Let's talk about that. Let that sink into your head. Sorry, I'm just a little <laughs> adamant about that. The GM of the New Orleans Saints says the Saints aren't going into a real rebuilding mode during the offseason. Now, I think what's happening with the Saints is that is going to depend on what happens to Mr. Breezy. So, can they survive with Tannehill? Absolutely. Do I think it's time for Breeze to go? Uh, yes. Look, Philip Rivers just retired like two weeks ago, last week, something. It's time for you to go, Breeze. As much as we love you. Uh, also, he had a super bad rib injury. He broke like seven ribs or something and punctured a lung because a uh, defensive back, I think, hit him very hard. And, uh, obviously that's what it did. And it took him half the season to get better. No. When, when you're getting injuries like that, no. And, and you're getting older, it's not like he had that injury when he was 25. Anyway. Uh, okay, this is interesting. The Florida Gators offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, is going to coach the Philadelphia Eagles quarterbacks. That's that's interesting. Speaking of Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz wants a trade. That's funny. Um, he says, they're not playing me enough. Yeah. Cry baby Wentz. I don't like him, as you can tell. Washington football team's Jennifer King, proud to make history as the NFL's first black female assistant. Ex-Tennessee coach Jeremy Pruitt to be defensive assistant with the New York Giants. God knows they need it. <laughs> um, Houston Texans hire the Baltimore Ravens' David Culley as their head coach. The Green Bay Packers fired their special teams coordinator, Sean, <laughs> Sean um, Maniga, I think that's how you say it. That's so funny, because I didn't even read that before this podcast. And I just talked about how crappy it was to call a field goal call. And what do they do? <laughs> they fired their special teams coordinator. That's hilarious. <laughs> Not for him. Okay. Deshaun Watson has asked, officially, asked the Houston Texans to trade him. Why does he do that? Okay. Well, they traded away DeAndre Hopkins uh, for nothing. Literally a penny. Um, and that's Deshaun Watson's favorite person to go to. So Deshaun was like, okay, I'm done. This is third or fourth year. All right. And people keep asking me, Bianca, do you think Dak is going to re-sign with the Cowboys? Yes. Now put it to bed. Take your Zequil and put it to bed. In other news and good news... Ron Rivera of the Washington football team is cancer-free. He has now beat it twice. Good for him. The Steelers had their 11-game uh, winning streak, but then they lost three games in a row. 
I think it was actually four. And um, by the end of it, they did not make it to the Super Bowl. Or are not going to the Super Bowl. <sighs> now. Ben Roethlisberger is going to work with the team on a 41.2 salary cap hit. I don't know how he's going to do that, but okay. Now, what I was talking about earlier with the Minnesota Vikings and their pay cuts and all that stuff, each team in every sport has a salary cap. You cannot go over that. Now, who has the biggest salary cap ever? Jerry Jones. I'm just going to leave that there. And, um... But the Minnesota Vikings could have some pay cuts because of their salary cap. You can go find that information, but I'm not sure. Okay, so people are now betting $2.3 million on... Well, some people are betting on Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl, and some people are betting $3.5 million for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. You're stupid. <laughs> one of you is gonna get a serious check. And the other one is going to have to write a serious check. So just think about that. Might wanna rethink that. Anyway, the Tennessee Titans promoted Shane Bowen and uh, Todd Downing to defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator. New coach Nick Sirianni, non-committal on future of Carson Wentz. That's funny, because Carson Wentz doesn't want to be there, and if I was a coach, if you don't want to be there, get off my field. The Baltimore Ravens tight end Nick Boyle agreed to a two-year extension, freeing up a $2 million cap in space. $2 million salary cap in space. So therefore, if you uh, agree to a franchise tag or a salary cap, money gets to spread out like thin pasta dough. <laughs> Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator Mike Pettine will not return in 2021. Atlanta Falcons hire former quarterback TJ Yates as passing game specialist. Alright, and that is it for your latest news of today. Here's a little tennis trivia for you. I think it's Mordiva and Dmitrieva were banned for match-fixing. They are two Russian uh, female players. The Australian Open is coming up, but COVID keeps pushing it back, and they're, you know, thinking about canceling it and all that stuff. Then we're going to talk about the UFC. Now, Conor McGregor lost to Dustin Poirier, and Conor McGregor has been out of fighting for at least a year. But, you know, he's still Conor McGregor. He'll be back. Now, Jake Paul and Askren going to fight each other. That's going to be interesting. I think Jake Paul's going to win. You heard it right here. Problem Child is going to win. And then Logan Paul, his brother, and Mayweather, they were supposed to fight, but their fight has been postponed because of COVID. BJ Penn was arrested for a DUI. I do want to talk about in the WNBA a little bit. Chelsea Gray 
has a multi-year deal with the Las Vegas Aces, and Candace Parker is leaving the Sparks for the Chicago Sky. In wanted to talk about the U.S. Figure Skating Championships. We're almost done here. Coming towards the end of our podcast, I like to talk about things that I love the most. Figure skating and gymnastics. So here we go. I watched the U.S. Figure Skating Championships and I wanted, I wrote down my short program standouts and my long program standouts. And here's what happened. Now, short program, Mariah Bell. She did a short program to Glitter in the Air by Pink, and I think it was one of the best routines I've ever seen her do. Go watch it. It's the best four minutes of your lifetime. Karen Chen. I never thought I would be saying that name again. Oh, that rhymed. Um, Nathan Chen is her brother, all right, and he is the best male figure skater on the planet. She was not ranking, she was on the up and up, but then her brother started getting on the up and up and he surpassed her, and so she, I I think they're the same age, or he's a little bit older. Anyway, I watched her short program. It was super well choreographed, first of all, because usually I don't like her choreography. This time I did. So good for you, Karen Chen. She's placing a little higher than she would in the past. Alyssa Liu. Okay, so I saw her coming into her debut when she- Oh, actually, no, I saw her in the juniors when she was 13, and then I saw her in her debut when she was 15, and I think she's 16, 17 now? Wow, she has grown up into a beautiful skater. When she was younger, I was like, oh, this is just a cutesy little kid, and you know, yeah, she can jump, but what do you- you know, I wasn't really all that impressed. Uh, now I am. She shut me up. I never thought I would say this name in my standouts column. Brady Tunnell. I don't like her at all. But her short program for ice dancing and pairs, we've got Madison Hubble and Zachary Donahue great short program. Actually, I think it was one of my favorite short programs they've ever done, and I loved their costumes. Um, okay, now, here's some tea for you. Alexa Schmecka Kinnearum, who is married to Chris Kinnearum. They have been partners for a super long time in pairs skating. Now, difference between ice dancing and pairs. Pairs, you do super throws and have more um, traditional skating elements. Dancing. You have more dancing. And no throws. No, You have some lifts, but you don't have the over-the-head lifts that you do uh, that you do in pairs. What you do in pairs, I believe... Yes, okay, here. This is the best way that I can explain it. In ice dancing, you have what's called twizzles. What is a twizzle? It is a turn on ice, and you do it repeatedly, and you do it in sync with your partner. (laughs) And you do what I like to call the twizzle sizzle. Now, when doing the twizzle sizzle, if if one partner finishes earlier or later, 
deduction. They do not count. It's a twist. I just love saying it, I'm sorry. So, that is kind of equivalent to the side-by-side -side jumps in pairs. So, I believe they do side-by-side -side double axles or triple toe loops, usually. And you have to do it in sync, land at the same time, not fall, not die. And it's very hard to do when almost everyone falls. Now, Chris Kinnearum, at least in my lifetime watching him, I have never seen him not fall in a routine. Especially on those side-by-sides. But Alexa would always... Well, I've seen her fall a couple times. But she would always uh, fall to a lesser degree, either putting her hands down and not falling all the way, uh, or doing a double instead of a triple, you know, she'd make it up. But he was making her look bad. He really was. He was pulling her down. And, okay, I know if you look up their stats, they were champions. Here's the problem, though. There were no other good pair skaters when they were champions. That's why they were champions. It's because no one else was good enough to compete. It's not that they were amazing. It's that everyone else was less... Uh, had less difficulty. He said, I'm stepping away. Do I think that's true? Meaning, do I think he came up with the idea of stepping away? Or Alexa went home and said, Listen, hubby. You're pulling me down. <laughs> There's nothing more inside me that wants to know what happened that day. <laughs> I think she came home and gave him the what for and said, Look, we're not even winning. We're not even placing like we used to. Get out. <laughs> and he said, Okay. So she has a new partner now. And his name is Brandon Frazier. And now what's happening? They're winning. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Now, I believe that Schmecka Kinnearum, Alexa, um, was a so was a single skater before she went into Paris. I, I'm not clear on that, but maybe that's why she has better control. Um, let's see. That is such a... I, I just don't... <laughs> what? That doesn't make any sense. Ever since Nathan Chen came into the realm, it's been very hard for male figure skaters to compete at all, because either they can't do the quads like he can, or they can only do triple axles like Jason Brown, or they can uh, have artistic ability but not do the quads, and Nathan Chen is the whole package. So, you have Vincent, Vincent Zhou, who I'm not really amazed by. I think he's very average. Um, he can do some quads, but not like Nathan Chen can. And, uh, actually, Nathan Chen is now doing five. Um, so, you know. If he can get a fifth turn in there, he will. And, um, you know. But Joseph Kang, he, he is up and coming, and I believe he's gonna give Nathan Chen something to think about. 
And then Dintran, same thing. Uh, he, I think he did some actuals that I really liked. Nathan Chen uh, had a really good short program, although he did fall in his long program. Not not fall fall, but he uh, over-rotated on, on a quad and he kind of like spun out, which is uncharacteristic of him. But also he goes to Yale and, you know, he's young and... Yeah. Uh, and then Jason Brown, he had a great short program as well. And... In the long program standouts, for some reason, it was probably uh, one of the worst long program days I've ever seen. But the only person I wrote down for that category was Ikaneshi. She's very good. Now, as much as I love Gracie Gold, uh, who did compete that day, she fell too much. I just can't put her down. Although she is a personal favorite. I can't put her down as a standout because she she didn't stand out. Although I did love her costume. On to gymnastics. Okay, so obviously I haven't watched every single meet up to date. I try, but it's it's hard. Okay, and um, I'm gonna talk about some certain meets right here. All right, Denver versus Iowa State. Denver ended up winning. Very exciting me, I thought. So, we're gonna go over Denver's roster. Who we got? We got Lindsey Brown, all-around senior. Victoria Fitz, sophomore. Emily Glynn, senior. Jessica Hutchinson, freshman, all-around. Isabel Mabanta, freshman from Frisco, Texas, uh, all-around. Natalie Morton, Jr., points to Texas Dreams. Riley Mundell, all-around freshman. Alexandra Ruiz, all-around junior. Abby Thompson, freshman, all-around. And Alexis Vasquez, Jr. Also, I wanted to give a shout-out to Mally O'Keefe for earning the first perfect 10 on beam this season. That actually just happened tonight. So good for her. Another meet that I watched. Now I have watched Division 1 and Division 2. And Division 3 meets. But So Townsend, Eastern Michigan University, and Temple. Now what they do is in Division 2, they put three teams in one meet. So you're watching three different screens, basically. Eastern Michigan ended up winning. Alabama versus Mizzou. That was a very good meet. Alabama had some problems. Uh, Lexi Graber uh, starting to kind of falter a little bit. Alabama did win, though, but they barely pulled it out. I really didn't think they were going to win. Pittsburgh and NC State. NC State ended up winning that one. Pittsburgh had a really bad injury on the uneven bar, so she went into her dismount. I think it was a blind landing. She landed on her back. And I think she, like, it looked like she broke her shoulder, honestly. She couldn't move. She did get up, though, so maybe she just uh, bruised it or dislocated it. But she landed right on her left shoulder, and it looked incredibly painful. So they had to bring in a substitute for that. I don't remember the name of the girl who was injured. But um, Auburn versus Kentucky. That was another good meet. 
Uh, Auburn is starting to pick things up, even though they're in last place in from 1 to 22. Uh, Drew Watson needs to step up, I believe. And there needs to be some line... Uh, or there needs to be some lineup changes. Stuff like that. Kentucky ended up winning that one. LSU versus Arkansas. Great meet. That is one of my favorite meets this season. LSU uh, ended up winning. But want to give a, a short... I want to give a shout out to Jordan Weber for being the best first year coach I've ever seen in uh, women's gymnastics. And this is her second year and they have been working on stick landing. Stick... They have been working on sticking the landings and really working on their technique. And I can see her elite skills coming through to those college gymnastics girls and, or women. And um, I'm so happy. <laughs> so, yay. Go Hogs. Utah versus Oklahoma. Another good meet. Oklahoma ended up winning by, I think, less than a point. Now, I was lucky enough to see the Oklahoma Sooners when Maggie Nichols was on the team and the championship. And here is the Oklahoma roster for this year. Now, who is on the Oklahoma roster? Ding, ding, ding. Reagan Smith. Who's Reagan Smith? She was an alternate for the 2016 Olympics. Um, she decided to stop elite and go into college. But, going from elite to college is very key. Now, Trinity Thomas of Florida is going to go elite. She's... I don't... I think she's a sophomore. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but, um, she's going to train for the 2021 Olympics, so we'll see how that goes. OU roster. Audrey Davis, freshman, Frisco, Texas. Shout out. Jordan Draper senior. Jenna Dunn, sophomore. Julianne Faring, freshman. Aaron Hutchinson, Plano, Texas. Shout out. Sophomore. Audrey Lynn, freshman. Sheridan Ramsey, freshman. Reagan Smith, Louisville. Shout out. And uh, who is she coached by? Kim's a basketball. <laughs> like, just wrap that around your head. Although Reagan did, she okay. So she went on the uneven bars, and she grabbed it with one hand, but her other hand just kind of slipped off. She continued; she didn't fall, but it. I think it hit the bar, and yeah, it was weird. And that's her best event, so I was like, what? But uh, in the next meet, she did better. She she looks. I think she looks even better than she did when she was an alternate for the Olympic team. Olivia Troutman, junior. Anastasia Webb, senior. They say she's key to the team. Georgia versus Florida. Who do you have on those teams? You've got Alyssa Bauman and you got her sister, Rachel Bauman. Florida ended up winning that meet. And again, very close. Minnesota versus Michigan. Michigan ended up winning that meet. Here is the roster for Michigan. Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, the first person on the roster is Carly Bauman. And I was like, is there another Bauman sister? No, it's not. It's different. No, they're not related. <laughs> um, Abby Brenner. Sierra Brooks. She's very good. Anna Dayton. Abby... No, stop. Maddie Mariani. 
Nicoletta Coolios, no, Naomi Morrison, Jenna Mulligan, Gabby Wilson, and Natalie Wojak. Very good. Okay, so I also want to talk about the Utah roster real quick because I, I forgot to do that. And they're doing very well. I think they're in second place, is what I read earlier. Cami Hall, Alexa Birch, Jillian Hoffman, Crystal Issa, Mally O'Keefe, who earned her first perfect time, Emily LeBlanc, Abby Paulson, Adrian Randall, Sydney Slowski, Jaden Rucker, Alani Sabato, and Lucy Stanhope. So, that's that. What else did I watch? Kentucky versus Alabama. Alabama ended up winning. Oklahoma versus West Virginia. Oklahoma ended up winning. Um, Oklahoma did better in that meet. That time, West Virginia, they had the most beautiful leotards, but they really, they had a lot of falls on events. Kentucky versus Mizzou. I'm not doing these in order, by the way, but um, Kentucky ended up winning. Very entertaining meet, that one. Florida versus Arkansas. Another very entertaining meet. But Florida won by, like, I think it was half a point or something. And I think Arkansas should have won. I really do. Um, Nia Dennis had another viral routine. She's had two in her career. This is her second one. And go look it up. It was on floor. And um, I forget what it was to. But she's very sassy. And she shows it on floor. But who else had a viral routine? Caitlin Ohashi. She has graduated since. But the key is, if you want to go viral, be a gymnast and go to UCLA. And you will be viral. <laughs> Here is the UCLA roster. Because they are my favorite. Well, yeah, no, they're my favorite. They're my favorite. Favorite gymnastics team. Nia Dennis. Nora Flatley. Mark Zeta Frazier. Paige Hogan. Chloe Lashbrook, Brooklyn Moores, Kendall Poston, Nicole Shapiro, Sarah Tubman, and there's a couple more. Chris Waller is the head coach for that team. I think he does an exceptional job. Kyla Ross used to be on that team, but she graduated. Kyla Ross and Maggie Nichols are the same age, and they graduated at the same time, obviously, and they had to graduate in the pandemic. So they really didn't get to finish off their gymnastics careers, but I was lucky enough to see them uh, in their junior year. So, that is it for Sportify. We got through that, I think, pretty quick. <laughs> so, thank you so much for listening. I'm Bianca Burton, and this is Sportify. And just like that, we are coming to the end of our first episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Connor Hibbett, for becoming my co-host and doing such a great job. I'm Bianca Burton, and remember, this is Sportify, the podcast for all sports enthusiasts.